NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week. That's promo code SGP to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week only at DraftKings. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. Welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McKee. You can follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. We just had our very first night of action back in the NBA bubble. Very exciting two games that I am lucky enough to break down with uh, one of our main DFS contributors, John Jackson. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. That was a couple exciting games tonight. Both went down to the wire. Can't can't ask for much more on a two game slate. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I thought, um, you know, I I had picked the wrong way on both of those games. I had, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I mean, I had gotten the Lakers minus four, um, which was looking pretty good most of the night. Uh, it went to minus five uh, right before the yeah. game, but. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't cash, and I was all on the Pelicans, even despite uh, Zion minutes restriction. They they said it going in, but I thought that maybe uh, Alvin Gentry was uh, fibbing a bit, a little gamesmanship, but he really did keep him to only 15 minutes. I think if they had played him more than 15 minutes, obviously, uh, I feel like they would have won that one because yeah. uh, his, his plus minus is way up there when he's on the court. Yeah, I know. He, he was super efficient when he was out there, too. So, I mean... I wonder how long that minutes restriction is going to last. It feels like the, they kind of need to put a couple games together if they're going to make a run for it. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be on the sideline too long. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they really needed this game. Yeah. I mean, it's not like – I mean, they do have – of the teams that are gunning for that eight spot, they have the easiest schedule of all of them. So I guess right. if, if they could drop, afford to drop one, that's – this first game, I suppose, but still, man, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to pass Portland. Yeah, and I mean, especially just being so strong and keeping them out there at the end too, and it's such a close game, and you need a need a victory to help help your standings. It was it was a little interesting, but I guess that's how they wanted to run it. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, he he. I guess I guess when it comes down to it, um, you know, the Pelicans would rather keep the the future of their franchise healthy. Uh, rather than, you know, risking him in a game that they, I mean, I guess even if they make the even if they make the playoffs, they'll get bounced in round one. So yeah, maybe they're not that worried about it. But it's unfortunate. Hopefully, um, hope you're right. Hopefully that minutes restrictions comes down. But um, uh, we are talking mainly DFS tonight. Uh, DraftKings. We're, we're going to recap. Uh, Kind of what we learned tonight on on the DFS performances, and then um, uh, both John and I are going to go through our millionaire maker lineups for Friday, and uh, then John is going to talk about his uh, his DFS picks for Friday and Saturday. Um, so first, I don't know, like what in that first game, Utah versus new orleans what really stood out to you any any particular performances really stand out to you i mean i think the jazz backcourt in general was uh pretty strong i mean obviously jordan clarkson was kind of the guy to have tonight probably pretty high owned um in most of the contests but i mean he went for 23 points um but i mean even when Conley was out there obviously mitchell at the end of the game stepped up big and 
kind of just seems like in general that backcourt's going to be pretty strong for this playoff run. I think I was most surprised by Royce O'Neal's performance. A lot of people saying uh, the Jazz are going to be really hurt by the lack of Bogdanovich. Royce O'Neal stepped up. He came in at $4,900, ended up, uh, what, nearly 31 points. uh, Jeff Kings tonight played 35 minutes, played well on defense and offense. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I can't imagine he was very highly owned. No, definitely not. And he he was seemed like one of the guys you needed to to get up there at the top. I mean, every everything was kind of pointing to it being their backcourt that was going to take over for Bogdan. But um, I mean, I don't know. It's it. He's definitely was was more than the defensive stopper tonight. So. Yeah, I'm a little surprised uh, Joe Ingles didn't have a better night with uh, Bogdanovich being out. Um, he ended up playing 32 minutes, but didn't do much in the way of actual production. Um, I mean, certainly he was out there a lot. He played some decent defense, but uh, not scoring a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think on the other side of the ball, um, Reddick obviously was uh, kind of a stud tonight. Um yeah, I he mean, was looking, a total stud tonight at only yeah. 3,600. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought I actually had him in my millionaire maker lineup for tonight. Um, just based on, I feel like uh, if you're going to have like a cheap shooter, that's those are good to get in your lineup right now with, you know, people saying like with the backboards, uh, you know, not being full of fans behind them, shooters yep. might have a little better shot at uh, just really getting hot. Yeah, I mean, plus knowing just J.J. Redick how he is, you had to believe he was going to be a guy that was going to come into the bubble in shape and ready to kind of come up firing. I wasn't going to need any games to knock off the rest. So that was I had him in um, quite a few of my lineups as well. So so that worked out pretty well tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he is um, – I think what he's got like – 10 seasons straight of making the playoffs or 12 seasons straight of making the playoffs. He's, he's really gunning to uh, not break that streak. So I, I have a feeling he's going to be good in these next seven games as well. Yep. Um, I don't know. What did you think? I, I thought uh, Ingram had had a better night with Zion playing fewer minutes, but uh, he seemed a little off. I mean, still a good night for him. Uh, 35 points on DraftKings, but uh, disappointing for his price at 8300 Yeah. I mean, he, he had a couple runs there where it looked like he was going to maybe take over, but then he, it kind of definitely reminded you of right when uh, Zion came back this year, and it seemed like Ingram kind of didn't know when he was going to be stepping in or didn't know when to, you know, step on the throat there, and that definitely hurt him down the stretch. I mean, I think just in general, their front court is has a lot of questions without Zion in there. I mean, Favors did almost nothing tonight. Um, I mean, I was surprised how many minutes that Jackson Hayes got in there. I, I was kind of thinking that it would be Melly that would be getting the play without Zion. Yeah, I was surprised too. Jackson Hayes playing uh, 20 minutes, Melly only playing 14. Yeah, Jackson. Hayes really looks like a deer in the headlights a lot of times. Uh, you know, as a rookie player, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, real surprised that uh, Gentry ended up going with him as much as he did. Yeah, I mean, he is a boards guy though. He's getting boards everywhere, but just not <laughs> didn't didn't have a lot of points to show for him. Yeah, yeah, I think he what did he score three points total. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Uh, Going forward, uh, Jazz and Pelicans, uh, certain players you like, certain players uh, you thought differently about? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually was kind of thinking that Gobert was going to have a little bit bigger of a game. Um, I mean, I guess you could kind of think that maybe some of these big men, it's going to take them a couple more games to get back into that regular season flow and conditioning. Um, but, I mean, you know, Gobert had a – you know, an okay game tonight, but I think if he, if he's a force on the offensive end, just as much as he on the defensive end, and, and then that backcourt plays as fast as it was tonight. I mean, I, I think the Jazz are a team to team to look out for in these playoffs, man. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. They they played better tonight than I thought they were going to, but I still think they would have lost that game had Zion played twenty minutes. You know, yeah. so yeah. that's 
I still think they're hurt by Bogdanovich. They were able to overcome this. Uh, Donovan Mitchell got hot. I mean, I liked him coming in to this slate based on what was he what was coming in like 30% usage rate or something like that uh, coming mm-hmm. into this game. And uh, the Pelicans had the second highest uh, pace of any team in the league. So you knew that he was going to be putting up points. The, 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 uh, the score didn't quite being the, the, I can't remember what the total was, but it they I know they went under, right? Yeah, so. I think I think it ended up closing at like two twenty eight or something like that. So it went pretty far under. Both both games went under tonight, right? Yeah, both games went under tonight. Yeah. It's, it's makes sense when you stop to think about that. These you know, the the teams are just coming back, so um shooting is gonna take a little bit to uh to hit in overall. Um, so yeah, you know, I continue liking Donovan Mitchell going forward. Jordan Clarkson, he, I feel like a lot of people are going to start getting him in those lineups. His price should go up. Uh, you're right on Gobert. I feel like he still has like a, a high floor, but probably a low ceiling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as uh, the Pelicans go, I, I feel like it, I don't know if we learned too much overall based on uh, the fact that Zion should be playing more minutes going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing to look out for is people, a lot of people probably plugged in Zion and got burned by him tonight. And so if there's anything, you know, comes out before the next game that says he's, you know, off the minutes restriction or something like that, and, you know, he may end up being a good play if people aren't wanting to go back to the wall with him after getting burned. So, My book is the only sports book that loves the NBA as much as we do. That's why you have 150 different bets to choose from will any team go 8-0 after the restart how many points will lebron average all these bets and more are available at mybookie.ag but remember even Kawhi leonard warms up before playing so make sure to check out my bookies other offerings like up to the minute odds on ufc and mlb with thousands of lines and a host of props my bookies the only name you need to remember when it comes to getting in on the action and join today, MyBookie will double your first deposit. And not only that, they will match you dollar for dollar. But they're also throwing in a free $10 futures bet. That's right, a free $10 on any NBA futures bet you want. Just enter promo code SGP to claim when signing up. So remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. Now back to the show. Uh, moving on to game two, we have uh, the Clippers Lakers. Uh, Lakers ended up pulling out one hundred three to one hundred one. Again, this one ended up going under. Uh, Anthony Davis was the big performer in this one, having uh, forty nine uh, points on DraftKings. Uh, started off really hot. I think. What did he have like in the first quarter? Like sixteen points in the yeah. first quarter. Hit like. Eight of eight from the free throw line. Uh, hit a couple of three pointers tonight. He looked good just all the way around. Um, and you know there were a lot of questions on who was gonna, you know, wh- which backup guards were gonna pick up more minutes with Avery Bradley being down, um, and it ended up being Dion Waiters. Uh, mm-hmm. Had hit twenty one minutes. Uh, it ended up scoring uh, twenty point. Two five and DraftKings. Alex Caruso had twenty eight minutes, which uh, not a big surprise. He's been good. He had seventeen. Uh, Caldwell Pope had twenty nine minutes, and uh, he he just got ice cold. And uh, right. when when KCP is when his shots not falling, he's just not going to do anything for you. He's not going right. to fill up the box score anywhere else. Uh, anything uh, you learned from the Lakers tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think. It, you know, they're going to be an interesting team to kind of watch here as it goes on the fringe with uh, the fringe of their bench with, you know, Waiters, J.R. Smith, KCP. Those are all three guys who, you know, could put up really low numbers on any given night, but also could blow up for, you know, 25 points and four threes or something like that as well if they get the hot hand and just keep getting fed. And so I think, honestly, I'm probably going to end up staying away from the bench of the Lakers for a while just until they get more closer to their you know playoff uh, rotation where they're narrowing it down to seven or eight guys um, and kind of see who 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 rises to the top there yeah um 
do you think that Kuzma ends up being the main replacement for Avery Bradley's scoring moving forward? I mean, he looked great tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a, a little bit of a surprise. Um, I, I mean, he got 31 minutes. Um, um, I'd be interested to see if if uh, they're going to keep Danny Green starting um, because of his defense or if they're going to put Kuzma in there. I, I'd imagine Kuzma is going to keep coming off the bench. Um, so I think he's got a lot of uh, leeway there with the second unit, the second unit um, and I think should still see kind of a lot of usage there. Um, I was uh, I was impressed. I mean, he, he put up seven rebounds tonight too, um, and two assists. Um, you know, sometimes Kuzma's a guy that can get you fifteen or eighteen points, but then doesn't do a whole lot else in the in the uh, box score. So that was good to see him contributing on the rebounds as well. Yeah, I mean, he was really flying all the way around the floor. It seems like total effort tonight for him. I, I like him with that second unit a lot. I. I agree with you. I think Danny Green's going to stay in the starting lineup, but certainly as they go into the playoffs, I mean, he's the veteran player. He's got the good defense and, you know, he's got two rings. So uh, they know that they can count on him when, when things get tight. So uh, Kuzma is one to keep watching out for on that second unit. Um, I got to say, as far as, you know, the Clippers uh go i you know i picked the lakers in this game based off the fact that lou williams and harrell were both not playing and the fact that the, they got within two points of winning that game and came very close to look like paul george might have almost been fouled at the end yeah um, that was, that was, a that was very one. they could have ended up stealing that game i feel real good about taking you know i took the clippers at plus 300 to win it all i still feel real good about that despite them dropping that game i think once harrow and lou williams come back that's got, that's a totally different team um yeah i don't know any any big takeaways tonight i mean i i uh green played a lot more than i expected him to but i mean he still got you 16 points in uh and draft games yeah i mean i think the Clippers like playing green against Davis um, just cut a little bit of a defensive presence there. And I mean, obviously it didn't work too well tonight, but yeah, I mean, that was my biggest takeaway is without Montrez in the lineup. I mean, they, their bigs just did not know what to do with Davis. I mean, I think he got to the line 17 times hit 16 free throws. So, you know, he was just doing whatever he wanted with, with uh, their big men and Zubach isn't the answer right now. I mean, I know he's, got some conditioning to get back in the game um, there. And, you know, I think Joakim Noah was, you know, one of those plays that people were thinking was going to maybe be be a good one tonight, but uh, that, that didn't work out either. And no, they, they definitely playing, He ended up playing 10 minutes. Uh, I don't see him playing many minutes moving forward as well. Um, I, I really just seemed like, uh, it was all Paul George and Kawhi as far as scoring went. I mean, Reggie Jackson ended up playing 34 minutes. He was a popular play. Uh, one yeah. I had in a, a lot of my lineups thinking that they were going to, that Doc was going to play him a lot of minutes just to see what they had in him as like a backup point guard. Um, he did play a lot of minutes, but, you know, usually when he gets minutes, he'll, he'll put up, he'll put up numbers, but uh, he did not much tonight, 22 uh, DraftKings points. So, yeah, I mean, it was all Kawhi and PG tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the takeaways, and I, and this is important to remember as the, as we get into the playoff slates and get into some of the, you know, tight game sevens or, or you know, uh, knockout games, game sixes, is, you know, in some of these matchups, I mean, Lakers are, you know, just defensive um, stats across the board. All positions are, are great, and so – it, it doesn't really pay to get cute against those teams, you know, and it doesn't pay to try to deep, go too far on the bench. It, you know, it's kind of like grab one or two of the studs and, and, and kind of move on after that. I mean, that's, that's what ended up um, doing well tonight is having, you know, Davis and Leonard and then pretty much a uh, stack from the Pels jazz game. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, okay, so any other uh, quick takeaways from that game, or should we get into our millionaire lineups for Friday slate? I think the, the one thing I would say, and, and as people, you know, I, I tried to touch on some of the stuff in my article too, but anything you're hearing about how players are doing in the scrimmages and, and, and some of the last kind of week and a half of, or week or two of games, um, I think is important to 
to latch on to. And, you know, I think when people hear scrimmages, they think NFL preseason and they think, oh, that doesn't really ever matter too much. But I think a lot of these teams are, are taking the scrimmages seriously. I mean, Waders was getting a lot of play in the scrimmages and was doing well. And that ended up, you know, translating into this game. And he was the guy to go to against over KCP and Smith. So. I, yeah, I will. But I I think you're right. But, uh, J, you know, people were excited about J.R. Smith after the scrimmages, too. He he had some hot moments. So, yeah, I'm not sure how much you can really take away from the scrimmage, but you're right. Like, uh, you can tell that Waiters was in condition. And, and I think that that should say something uh, that goes, you know, I, I think you can take certain things away from the scrimmages, not necessarily uh, the exact rotations that coaches are going to be playing, but you can tell like, who's in shape and who's not. For example, like I'm, I'm not necessarily taking him in my millionaire lineup, but uh, Nurkic, I, I like him on Portland. He looks like he's back and back in shape, you know, so yeah. I, I would feel okay rolling without with him tomorrow. That's right. We are talking about the final 22 NBA teams have made their way back to Orlando and are ready to get back out on the court. While the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past, there will be no shortage of excitement, and there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million top prizes through the first two days and the resumed season. So get in on all the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament as well. With millions of dollars up the grab this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grab this week with your first deposit. That's promo code SGP to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Going with, uh, you know, what's your top lineup for tomorrow? Uh, Go ahead and start with your, your point guard that you got in that top spot. So point guard, I went Shabazz Napier. Um, you know, I think the Wizards are one of those teams that's kind of getting a lot of jokes about them um, coming into the bubble. Obviously, they don't stand much of a chance to make the playoffs. Um, and, you know, they don't have Bertans. They don't have Beal. They aren't going to yeah. get Wall back. They got um, a G League team just about. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, it was a small sample size um, when when Napier – came over to the Wizards this season, but without Bertans and Beal on the floor, he had a 14% bump in usage. Um, and so as long as he – I think he should be getting the starting nod, and as long as he's, you know, playing a lot more of the minutes than Ish Smith is, um, I think Napier could be a pretty good play here. Yep. I, I, looked, I looked at him too, and uh, certainly I, I do think uh, one of the – that he will be a common play tomorrow uh, based off the fact that they just don't have a lot of other people to score. Um, I actually ended up going high with my point guard though. I'm going with Luca uh, as a starter right at the top. I think that, I think he's, he's ready to pick up where he uh, left off. You know, obviously Houston doesn't play a lot of defense. So um yeah, I mean, I'm just going right at the top with what the stud, uh, Luca. How what do you think about Luca's performance tomorrow? No, I, I I like that pick a lot. I mean, I'll just go ahead and go into my shooting guard right now, but I'm I'm going with James Harden. Um, and a lot of the reasons why Luca is a good pick is a lot of the reasons why I think Harden's a good pick because the Rockets backcourt I think is is um a little bit undermanned. I mean, obviously Gordon's out. Um, Westbrook has not looked good in any of the scrimmages, and it's sounding like potentially Rivers may also be out, um, or at least have a minutes restri- restriction on him. So, I mean, same reason why Harden's just going to get the offense funneling through him. <laughs> Doncic shouldn't have many guys in his way, and he should be able to put up a, a pretty big night. And I, I think it's going to be kind of a battle between those two tomorrow night. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really real curious to see about that game. Uh, if you had to pick which, which team you're going with, if, uh, I mean, it's pretty much a pick em right now. Yeah, I think just because I don't really trust Westbrook to be like a, a automatic guy off a, off a long break, I think I feel like he's one of those guys that needs to get a lot of shots in, and, yep. and he's gonna obviously take a ton of shots tomorrow night. And I, I think he could go, you know, six for twenty five or something like that, and have a really bad shooting night. And, and I think that's gonna end up going the Mavericks way. So I would definitely lean Mavericks there, but. That's also yeah. why I'm loading up on Harden and DFS because I think he's just going to score all the points. I mean, he had 35 in their scrimmage against uh, on Tuesday. I mean, the Celtics had nobody playing, but still huge, huge lineup in a scrimmage. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely agree with that. And yeah, Westbrook is a guy, obviously, who relies a lot on his athleticism. And if he's, you know, still getting healthy coming off of that COVID-19 diagnosis, um yeah i mean we've we've seen him shoot his teams out of games uh very quickly so uh yeah i'm also leaning mavs right now and i i do like that harden pick i didn't end up picking him ended up going with booker in my shooting guard spot uh for the same reasons that you talked about uh with you know taking shabazz napier the that washington team just doesn't have much uh i think that the the suns look good in their scrimmages and um, yeah, I don't see anybody stopping Booker right, right there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a that's a good pick. Um, I mean, I think as the – it'll be interesting to see how the Suns – I mean, obviously that's your team, so you, you might know a little bit more. But it'll be interesting to see how they end up uh, using their uh, lineups as, as, the, as the kind of restart goes on. I've seen some things from Williams saying that he's kind of going to be shading it more towards the younger guys and but um i feel like in these first couple games obviously booker's gonna get a lot of run i think booker's gonna get a lot of run even when they shade towards the younger guys i think it's more about he's probably not gonna i mean it's been a question mark like kelly Bray. he's come to the bubble but doesn't seem he hasn't played yeah yeah it doesn't seem like he's gonna play i don't think he's gonna play i think that they're gonna lean more towards mikhail bridges and cam johnson when they're playing those wings but i, I yeah. still think that Booker will play plenty of minutes, but we'll see tomorrow. And um, obviously, you know, the Suns have like a snowball chance in hell of getting in the playoffs, but yeah. they're definitely going to want to feel good about themselves and run up the score on the Wizards. Um, okay, so go ahead and go with your, uh, your your small forward here. Well, so st- sticking along the same game, I mean, I'm, I'm going with Troy Brown here um, at small forward. So, I think he's going to be a pretty uh, high-owned player. Um, but as you're kind of scrolling through the player pool, there's not a lot of starters that are under $5,000, much yeah. less guys who are where the offense should probably run through <laughs> um, when this thing starts back up. So, I mean, I think, you know, Brown's going to get a lot of opportunity, a lot of touches, a lot of usage. And at 4700 it's going to be tough for anybody to pass him up. So I think he's going to be on a lot. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's a good pick. I, I looked hard at him, but uh, call me a homer. I ended up going with the uh, Booker Bridges stack right here. I'm going with Mikael Bridges. He's looked great in the scrimmages. Seems like they're starting him. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Um, and again, you know, this, this Washington team doesn't have anybody to stop him. No, I, I love the Bridges pick. He, he's in my forward spot um, uh, later on in my lineup. So I think similar to Brown I mean these are two guys that it looks like the usage is going to be there and both of these guys I would not expect to be at their price ranges you know Brown's 4700 Bridges is 5600 couple I mean even if this is a big game for both of those guys they're going to shoot right up um, once kind of DraftKings figures out that there's not anybody else (laughs) playing for either of these teams yeah definitely um, all right, great. Well, who do you have in your uh, power forward spot? All right, so I went with Jason Tatum um, at power forward. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously he's got the small forward uh, note too, but I, I stuck him in a power forward. I, I mean, he's got a tough matchup with the Bucks, but there's just something in my gut that tells me that Tatum is going to be a freaking star of these playoffs coming up um, this season. and. I mean, 
I he just reminds me of the, a guy that you just use these last four months to get some of the little tweaks in his game, get totally locked in. I mean, he's already, you know, climbing up the ranks in season-long fantasy and, you know, that type of stuff. And I, I just think he's going to be – there's going to be a lot of people talking about him um, during these playoffs. And so I, I just think this big matchup for Milwaukee, I think he's going to want to come out come out pretty strong um, and fill up the statue. Yeah, I – yeah, you know, I didn't put him in my lineup, but I, I definitely agree with you on just I think Boston in general, and he's their main leader with Kemba probably being on a minutes restriction uh, mm-hmm. with his knee. I think they're definitely going to come out and win this game against Milwaukee, especially with Eric Bledsoe sitting. They're going to see an opportunity here, and Milwaukee doesn't need this game. I don't see why they would play their guys. Uh, a lot of minutes, which just makes me feel, you know, play their starters a lot of minutes. So, which makes me feel that Tatum is going to have plenty of opportunity to, to score and, uh, you know, create a lot of shots for himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So who'd, um, who'd you roll with? I ended up going with uh, Triple J. Uh, speaking of not a lot of starters under five thousand dollars, he's at forty nine hundred. Why is Jaron Jackson Jr. so cheap here? Yeah, man. I mean, I I I hate to say, it, but I have it in my lineup as well. The utility spot. I I agree with you, man. I, that's how I started building my lineups. Is I I scrolled to the bottom and I started rolling up and tried to figure out who, which of these cheap guys are going to be starters. And so, I mean, it's kind of a stars and scrubs approach, but at the same time, it's like these guys are just under underpriced for some reason. I I, I could. Hit- I mean, I guess he was uh, banged up when – was he injured? Yeah, I mean, or? he got injured. Yeah, he, he got injured uh, kind of late February. So, I don't think he was playing right before um, everything got shut down. So, yeah. so but I why, mean – That's why they haven't yeah. ramped his price back up yet, I guess. I don't know. But he should yeah. be starting. And I know that Portland has uh, Nurkic and Collins back now. So, that you know, have – more defense in their front court so they're definitely going to be a better defensive team against the bigs than they were most of the season which they were ranked pretty low um mm-hmm. still i at 4900 if you get a starter of his quality yeah. um i really like it and and this is going to be a game that both teams are definitely trying to win because they're both going for that eight spot yeah yeah, no, th- this should be, I-, I think, one of the more competitive games on-, on the night. And, yeah, I mean, I think Jackson's usually in the kind of low $6,000 range. And so another guy that's probably going to get corrected pretty quickly here. But you got to crap him while he's this low. Yeah. Uh, okay, who do you got at your center spot? So you talked about him a little bit earlier, but I ended up just rolling with him and plugged in uh, Nurkic here. I mean – you know, I guess the it's common theme here with the low prices, but 5,900 is extremely low for Nurkic. Um, I mean, the guy was a stud when he was healthy in 2019. Um, and I'm kind of actually banking that there's some potential that Nurkic might be lower owned just because people, you know, haven't seen him for a while. They obviously know he's a big guy coming off the long layoff, but, you know, he's been going off in the scrimmages and it, doesn't he's not going to have a minutes or restriction he finished with a double double last game and i think he's going to be one of the guys that's kind of conditioned um compared to some of these other big guys and so i don't have any problem rolling in rolling in their kitchen yeah i can see uh i think that that's a good call i could see a lot of uh, i looked hard at him i didn't end up taking him but i was looking at him um especially because Hassan Whiteside was such a fantasy stud for Portland this year that I think a lot of maybe players who aren't paying attention could go ahead and like uh, take him at 8,100, which, uh, you know, uh, I just don't think he's actually going to be playing that many minutes with Nuggets back. So, um, you know, he gobbled up a lot of empty stats during the the season. Uh, He's just not going to be playing the same minutes. So I do like that Nuggets pick right there. I ended up going with uh, even a slightly uh, cheaper starter in uh, Raquan Holmes. He was okay. real good when he before he got injured for uh, Sacramento this year. 
um he's back fully healthy seems like uh seems like he's getting good run with them and against the san antonio team where pop already came out and said that uh (laughs) hey you know making the playoffs would be great but we're all about young development here right uh they don't have aldridge uh they're i i I think they don't have trail Lyles either and they don't have trail Lyles, so they they're so a lot of question marks in their front court. I can see Holmes uh, definitely playing a lot of minutes and eating up a lot of points right there. Yeah, I mean, there was the run there where he was the Sacramento Kings' top fantasy guy by far um, yeah. for a couple of weeks there before he got injured. So, yeah, I mean, just another one of those guys that's that's definitely underpriced. And, um, I mean, the Kings don't uh, by any means have uh, a healthy front court. I mean, obviously Bagley's out again. For right. another long stretch of time, Giles ha- has been getting a ton of minutes and not doing freaking anything in the scrimmages. And I mean, Bielitsa's good and and can get kind of hot, but I mean, Holmes is is going to get plugged in there. And and I I just saw kind of before this, I don't think he's going to have a minutes restriction either, which is good. Yeah, I don't think he's on a minutes restriction. He and Bielitsa can play together and both be productive. Um, Sacramento did pick up Alex Len, which uh, I've had forgotten, but yeah. uh, it looks like they're kind of, they're saying he's out right now. So um, yeah, yeah, he's out too. So so a lot of uh, lot of opportunity for Holmes. A lot of opportunity for Holmes at uh, fifty one hundred. That's that's a pretty good price uh, for a good starter. Uh, so who you got in your first? Uh, who you got in your guard spot? So guard spot, I went um, had to kind of dig deep in the barrel here, but I went I went with Gary Trent Jr. Um, he's thirty five hundred dollars, not a super sexy name, but um, you know Blazers don't have Ariza and they don't have Hood, um, and then on top of that, it looks like Dame's been kind of battling a little foot problem. Um, it sounds like he's going to play, um, but I'm not sure um, you know if that's going to cause him to have any shorter minutes but I mean Trent is a guy that Stotts just loves to plug in pretty much anywhere at, at you know any of the guard positions the small forward positions and so I think he's gonna see a lot of minutes um it'll be interesting to see how how much production he gets out of it but just the amount of minutes that I think he's gonna see I think it's definitely worth it at 3,500. Yeah I mean and that's one of those spots in like a a millionaire millionaire maker if he if he hits like not a lot of people are going to be playing him at that at that price yeah i mean exactly exactly and i mean when you're plugging in a guy that's you know thirty five hundred dollars or less or three thousand dollars you don't really need him to go crazy for you to return you know i mean 18 points or something like that is six times i mean that's that's good and that's that's pretty doable for the guy that's probably going to get 20 minutes so yeah yeah um Okay, so for my guard spot, I didn't put a lot of thought into this. I just went with, uh, hey, Eric Bledsoe is going to be out. So I plugged in uh, Senjo for uh, Milwaukee. I just feel like he's probably going to be the starter. And at 4,900, why not? Yeah. No, I think that's a good play. I mean, he – he because there's no um, Connaughton either. Um, right, Connaughton's so, also I mean, out. Yeah, so I think DiVincenzo is going to be in there a lot. Um you know, Middleton came out and said he hadn't touched the basketball in three months or whatever on the quarantine. I don't know how much of that is is crap or not, but if he's a little rusty, then DiVincenzo should should get um, a lot of points. But yeah, yeah, uh, I feel I like I, I, yeah, I feel like this is one that the Bucks they don't need to win. You know, why not let some of their younger guys get more minutes and see what they have in them? And and he definitely fits the bill for that with Bledsoe out. Um, he's been good when when he's gotten minutes this year, so. Uh, We'll roll with him. Uh, who you got in your forward spot? Yeah, so so forward spot, I have Bridges. Um, All right, and yeah, like like you're saying, I, I just uh, I love the opportunities he's gonna get, and I think I just think the Suns are gonna let him play however many minutes he wants, and just kind of see the full potential he has here in the bubble. So I, I like him to, to fill up a lot of stats. Yeah, uh, I ended up going with Buddy Heald here, uh, fifty two hundred. He's looked good when they moved him to the second unit i think he could really uh i think he could really feast on san antonio's second unit since we're not even really sure you know what what kind of rotation san antonio is gonna have uh um, yeah yeah he'll be their leading scorer in their second in their second unit 
No, I, I think that's good. And I think, I mean, that's one where it seems like the DraftKings pricing is trending in the right direction. I mean, he, you know, Bogdanovich is going to be the starter most likely, mm-hmm. but he's priced a little bit lower than Buddy. But, I mean, I think that's the right play is taking Buddy there. Um, and like you said, I mean, doesn't look like DeRozan's going to get a whole ton of run because um, they're going to be trying to, to get some of the younger guys in there. And so, you know, a lot of – lot of a uh, lot of shots for Buddy Heald on the second unit for sure. And who do you have any utility spot? Yeah, so so I went Jaron Jackson Jr. there um, on the utility. So we already kind of touched on him a little bit, but starter under five thousand dollars. That's that's an easy one. Yeah, uh, I went with a starter under five thousand dollars as well. Uh, Thomas Bryant for the same reasons uh, you were talking about the Wizards players that you took. Um, I mean, he's probably their best player right now. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, him or Rush Hashimura, I guess. I don't know. Like, uh, certainly in the Suns, they don't defend great against uh, big men either. So, right. um, I mean, Dan De- Rayton has taken steps in the right direction as a defender, but he's still got a lot to learn. So, I could see Bryant at 4,600 really outplaying his price. Yeah, no, definitely. I like it. And one more quick break, and we'll be right back. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book now that the NBA is back? Uh, I mean, it sounds like a great idea to me, but I don't know how. Well, no worries, idiot. You don't have to know how because Ace Per Head is there to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Yes, that's six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash sgp before we get out of here let's uh talk about some of your highlights here with so uh, i'd originally asked you to do one of your uh dfs flow charts for this lineup but you said that you just don't feel comfortable you know with so many variables up in the air still so we did a, a bit more of like a, a traditional preview uh, for friday's slate um I don't know. Is there anything you want to just like hit off the top or um, yeah. we won't I go mean, through the whole thing. They, people should go no, to yeah. sportsgamblingpodcast.com and, and check it out. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be published. Um, but uh, who you really like and me that maybe we didn't talk about in your uh, millionaire maker lineup. Yeah. I mean, so just real quick on the article, I, I think one of the things that, as I kind of started to, to get prepped and stuff this week for the start NBA. And, and I was running through some of the spreadsheets that I run and some of the stats I do in order to kind of come up with the flow charts. And a lot of it's based on kind of trends in the last couple of weeks and stuff like that. And so I wasn't super comfortable plugging in, you know, random scrimmage stuff or using stuff from four months ago. And so that's why I wasn't, uh, you know, super big on putting out a flow chart. But as we get these first couple um, of games under our belt and, and, and get closer to playoffs, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing some more of those. But, you know, what I tried to do is take just information that's out there, which there's a lot of it through different beat writers, through Twitter, through Roto World. I mean, there's just there's there's a lot of kind of murmurs of different info out there. And so I tried to kind of compile it all um, for each team and and just give everybody a view of, you know, where that team's at. I mean, a lot of people kind of forget who was injured before the break. Um, you know, you know, may not be aware of some of the players that are back, um, like a Nurkic, like we talked about, who's who's priced way below Whiteside, but should see a lot more minutes or, or a lot of the same minutes. And so just try to give everybody a kind of an overview of what each team's looking like um, as we start um, into the bubble here. Um, talk through some guys that may have a larger workload, talk through some guys that should be on a minute restriction to start. Um, so I think it's not a, it's not a typically kind of data driven type thing that I'm, I'm more into um, looking at, but I think it was important to kind of help everybody figure out what the hell's up with all these different teams as we, as we start in Orlando. Um, yeah. I like how you, I like how you break it down per team and you talk about, uh, you know, who's going to have a huge workload, who, uh, could be the the sleepers um you know some 
some of the guys we talked about already, obviously James Harden, huge workload for the Rockets. Um, but then maybe some guys you don't immediately think about, like for the Spurs, you got uh, Derek White as a having a huge workload coming up. Um, you got uh, uh, well, we talked about Tatum. Uh, we talked about Napier, uh, Mikael Bridges. We talked about John Morant. We didn't talk about, but obviously he's going to have a huge workload. Yeah, I um, think a big a big one is uh, Karis Levert on the Nets. I mean, you know, yeah, because who else the do Nets, they have, right? Yeah, they just have nobody. And I mean, Levert's already a guy that's been able to drop sixty plus, uh, you know, DraftKings points on a, on a night. And now no Kyrie, no Dinwiddie, no DeAndre Jordan. I mean, that's their typically their top three um, fantasy point guys on a given night. And now it's just nobody. And so Levert's going to get all the usage. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's leading the league in usage after this first week. Um, but Another, I'm interested to see how popular he is of a play. I think a lot of people are going to be on him for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And another one that you point out, who's going to have a huge workload that I looked hard at putting him in my lineup, but also thought that he'd be heavily owned as Aaron Gordon for the Magic. I I feel like uh, I feel like he's going to have a big couple games here coming up. Yeah, I mean he he ended uh, ended kind of the season right before the break really hot. Um, the thing about the Magic, and I mean this is something that is important for everybody to kind of be aware of. But I mean the Magic coach I think has come out twice in the last week saying, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roll with a ten to eleven man rotation. Um, to start out here as we kind of get everybody, you know, conditioned and, and back up to game speed. And I mean, when you look at the games tonight, um, all I think the Jazz played nine guys, but then, you know, Lakers, Clippers and Pelicans all played 11 guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something to definitely kind of be aware of um, for everybody that's trying to maybe get cute or, or reach or, or find some of the value plays is it's going to make a lot more sense um, grabbing some of the cheap starters that are for sure going to get minutes rather than trying to take a guess on a guy like J.R. Smith tonight who isn't a starter ends up getting seven minutes and, and just does absolutely nothing for you because there's going to be a, a lot of the deep rotations to begin here yeah that's a that's a that's a very good point yeah I I, I think that that's uh that's great. I mean, we talked about, you know, you can you glean so much from the scrimmages, but uh, it is clear that uh, they're still figuring out the rotations, still figuring out the conditioning. So they're going to go deeper and uh, the, the, the non-starters aren't going to get the minutes that uh, maybe sometimes you can, you can get one of those sleeper guys. Um, yeah. I, I think another team too, real quick is, is uh, we, we kind of talked about him a little bit, but the Spurs um, and you, and you touched on Derek white and another guy that I like as a sleeper, Keldon Johnson. I mean, I don't really, I, I'm not big on either of these guys, you know, kind of tomorrow night um, against the Kings, just, just there's plenty of other options out there on this late tonight, but um, and Johnson specifically, I'm not sure how much play he's going to get, but he's been lighting it up in the scrimmages. Pop seems to love him. Um, and so as we get a couple games in and the Spurs don't have a fighting chance anymore, he could be a guy that will be really low um, priced and could have some huge nights um, if they if there's any rumors of him, you know, getting a lot of play or something like that in the game. So um, some, some of the guys that I wrote in, in kind of in the sleeper line or something like that, maybe aren't going to work perfectly tomorrow, but they're just kind of guys that you should keep your eye on and, and see if you are hearing anything about them um, and, and maybe get some more minutes because, and be able to jump on those low prices. So. Yeah. And another guy you mentioned in that uh, Spurs sleeper spot is Pirtle. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a guy who's going to get a lot of minutes with the uh, Marcus and uh, Trey Lyles being out. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's been good in, in the limited minutes that he played this season. Um, I mean, uh, I was just, who was just talking about him? I can't remember, but somebody was just saying like, he's really, is he a free agent after this season? So I think he's going to get paid after this season. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I think he, he, I mean, obviously he's going to get the, it's a starting nod most likely it looks like over Drew Eubanks. I mean, he, Pirtle should be the one that's starting. And then um, I, I, I mean, for the, you, you plugged in Rashawn Holmes in your lineup at, at center. And I, I just, 
he's a beast defensively, and, and I, I don't really like Pirtle going up against him tomorrow night. But, I mean, especially if he has a bad game tomorrow night, that could be a guy that's going to still be a starter, going to maybe have an even lower price if he doesn't do well tomorrow, and, and he could be a bounce-back guy that, that we should be scooping up uh, this weekend. Well, that's awesome. Uh, all really good stuff. Check out uh, John's article at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It'll be on the top as soon, uh, top of our website when this drops. Um, are, are you going to have a slate for Saturday as well for us? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go through um, and do pretty much the same thing on Saturday. I think um, obviously the four, four game, four teams that played tonight, but they're all playing again on Saturday, I believe. And so I'll be able to, essentially break down every team that's in the bubble here and kind of give everybody a little lay of the NBA landscape right now as we start back up in the bubble. So I'm excited about it. Awesome. And where can people follow you online for updates? Yeah. So um, at John Boy Beats on Twitter um, is where I kind of do most of my stuff. I, I'll be running, you know, my typical stat uh, sheets that I, I put out for DFS um, going through usage. Um, and going through some uh, some different projections based on um, mat, uh, um, matchups and um, stuff like that. So those sheets will start coming out probably in the, after the weekend goes, um, and then obviously getting ramped up for playoffs. Um, get a lot more of the flow charts coming out too. So yeah, Twitter Twitter's where I'm at. Come out on Twitter, and he's also a, a good follow to go right into uh, football season as well, which is really your your big sport, huh? Yeah, I mean, this is actually this uh, little period of all these opt-outs um, and this this week of after this CBA or uh, Players Association signs agreement on the COVID stuff, this whole I, – I think now it's looking like it's going to last till August 6th where players have uh, potential to opt out. But this – I've been backing off of all best balls and backing off of pretty much anything football – um, just because there's all the unknowns and just kind of doubling down on NBA. So came at, came at a perfect time to start of the bowl. <laughs> awesome. Well, we love you here for the, your NBA content and uh, definitely make sure to follow him and uh, check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Follow me at the Ryan McKee. Make sure you subscribe to Sports Gambling Podcast feed and Basketball Gambling Podcast feed. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.